Hi everybody and welcome to What's Good. I am your host Claudia and wherever you found us we're so happy that you did. Uh, so What's Good is a podcast that's literally going to be about what's happening, what we find interesting, and literally what's good, what's bad, what's ugly, what's happening. So uh, today's guest is my roommate Kristen. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so uh Kristen is my first guest because Kristen is my roommate and she heard me when I was like, this is my crazy idea. Let's do it. And now we're sitting on the floor and making a podcast. Because we love crazy ideas. <laughs> That's us. Um, so today uh, I want to talk about the new school year first because Kristen is an education major. So you've had a lot more first days than I've had. True. So... You're not teaching yet this semester, right? Not yet, but I have gone to some pretty very interesting professional development sessions. Oh, was that the yoga thing you were talking about? Yeah. So, like, what happened with that? <laughs> so, the issue was, I haven't really brought my leggings to school. So, when my teacher texted me the day before, Hey, don't forget, we're doing yoga and meditation. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have yoga clothes. <laughs> So I asked my little, and thankfully she let me borrow some yoga pants. But I show up to school, and I'm like, okay, here I am, getting all business casual, looking presentable, just in case I run to the principal. And my teacher's just in her sweats and gym clothes, and she's like, I'm ready to do some yoga. And I'm like, okay, great. So was it just you and the teacher doing yoga, like just the two of you? <laughs> no, it was half the science department. So it was a whole bunch of, like, 40-year-old white males, a couple, <laughs> like, younger, like white like uh history teachers and my teacher who's argentinian or from argentina and we show up there and they like hire a professional like yoga instructor we get like the yoga blocks and the yoga mats and we're doing all these you know intense stretches but then like these 40 year old males are just like my back kind of hurts i can't oh, no. do this <laughs> and i'm just like uh maybe i shouldn't try to show off in front of them they're like my professionally developed back it can't handle this <laughs> Oh and my the teacher's God. just like, it's good for stretches, just so you know. And they're just like, we're, we're never going to do this again. So is this to, like, forge, like, team bonding? Or is this, like, to just everybody embarrass themselves in one central location and that'll just make us all come together, man? I mean, I guess it's kind of, like, the focus of the school of, like, they want, like, you know, inclusive practices and well-minded teachers, you know, relaxation, but... This is one of the sessions they need to fill, so I guess, you know, spend some money on yoga. That was, that was riveting. I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed that whole experience. Imagine if it was goat yoga. Have you heard of that? Oh, that would have been great, but they don't have the money for that. <laughs> no, like, imagine they were like, they're like, Christine, your first day you have to come in, uh, be prepared in clothes that you uh, don't mind getting dirty. Oh, why? We're going to do yoga with uh, goats. <laughs> Okay, but there is, one of my friends has a field placement, and they just randomly have a whole bunch of dogs show up for school. Like, no occasion, just randomly there'll be five dogs in the building. Like, are they therapy dogs? No. They're just dogs. They're just dogs. Do they just open the door and are like, strays, welcome? I guess it's like someone who has a bunch of dogs and just brings them, but I'm like, I want that field placement. Is that allowed? I guess so. I'm jealous. Is that, I feel like I'm that, I'm that vine, it's like, is that allowed? Like... I feel like everything is, like, not allowed in public schools anymore. Like, my cousin, um, he's six and going into the first grade. He can 
he can barely bring in like a snack without having it like approved by like all these guidelines and stuff. Oh yeah. But like the school can just randomly bring in dogs. Like, here's an animal. But like my cousin is just like, I want to bring crackers, and they're like, Where is was this cracker produced? And we have to know because of the safety. And it's like, well aren't dogs like a safety hazard in a way to like trust me i'm not against the dogs like i wish every school was like dogs, dogs every day but like i feel like if you put on like a scale like dog versus cracker i feel like the cracker would be the more safe option you know yeah but like the school is basically like going ham with the dogs like guess guess what we're just gonna have four-legged creatures just walking around and then there's schools where you can't even have your, like, cell phone and use it for the entire day. I heard some schools, like, they're, like, literally, like, they collect them at the beginning of class. Yeah. And they just lock them up. Yeah. And I'm, like... It's, like... Especially for, like, a low-income, like, school where, like, okay, you need calculators for math and science. Why can't you use your phone for, like, a calculator? If it's, like, approved by the teacher, you should be able to have it. Because then you get into that gray area where, like, one kid will ruin it for the class. Yeah. Because, trust me, I was in plenty of situations when I was in public high school where, like, one kid ruined it for the rest of us all the time. And it's, like, you don't want to be that kid, but then when you are that kid, everybody, like, hates you automatically. Yeah. And they're just, like, ah, god damn it, insert name here, like, Mark, I don't know. God damn it, Mark. <laughs> like, why you gotta use a calculator? Fair to, like, make the teacher pay for a whole classroom set where you might have a class of 25 students and a calculator could be, like, $10. You see, that's another thing that I don't like. I, I learned it recently because, you know, you're a teacher and one of my other close friends is a teacher and her roommate is a teacher. And, like, the amount, the sheer amount of supplies that you have to buy for your classroom is is lunacy. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of Facebook posts about it where, like, you know, the school will give teachers, like, a fraction of a budget where they can barely buy, like, the classroom necessities. And then or they, they have, give no budget. Yeah. And then they have to dive into their own wallets, which is, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't seem right to me. Because it's, like, this is the foundation of our future as country as a nation as a world like we should be giving these kids like the supplies and the tools that they need and teachers shouldn't have to just delve into their own wallets in order to provide a worthwhile education yeah and the thing is like my field placement is in morristown which is a wealthier district so like they have a resource room where you can get unlimited pencils pens etc but for the lower income ones they don't really have that supply room so you're like, stuck with a teacher who also isn't making a lot of money compared to someone who's from a well-off school where they have to pay out of pocket and the school itself doesn't have the resources. Yeah, that's that's what really gets to me because it's like those are the schools that need it more. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the tea. This is America. Teachers <laughs> are... You know, not appreciate it as much as they should be. They are not. They're not. That's that's facts right there. Wow, we got into a really sad rut. I mean, now I want to talk about like something happy because like, ow, that hurt me in a spot that it, that like I've never hurt that much before. Um. Damn. So first day of school, I I have a very funny first day of school story from my senior year of high school. 
I don't think I've ever told you this one. Probably not. Um, so I decided my first day of senior year that I was like gonna go ham, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wear a dress to school. And so like my mom and I went to Kohl's and we found this like really a gorgeous dress. It's like it was very much business cash, and I didn't own a lot of business cash. So it was like black with like little ruffle, it had roses on it, and. I decided that since my black shoes that were flats that would have matched with it didn't fit me anymore, that I was going to wear red heels. And they're like the wedges because my mom was still like, yeah, it's senior year. You're not going that hard. And I was like, all right, fine. And so I went to school, actually. And in my AP lit class, I actually like slid on the tile, like getting into my seat because like the bottom soles of the shoes were not like you know scuffed up yet Mm -hmm. so I like slid and I just remember my teacher just looking at me like oh you're gonna be that kid like you're a klutz and I was like oh no like I've made a name for myself and it's just the first day uh so like in the moment I just want to like crawl into a hole and just be like all right that's it this is how senior year is gonna be bye guys but like looking back on it it's like that's so dumb like I was like you know, I was trying to, like, minor flex, and, like, so what? It didn't end up in my favor, but at least it wasn't, like, one of those instances where, like, something embarrassing happens in front of, like, the entire school, and you never live it down, like, yeah, in all this. Yeah, it's just a class. Yeah, it's it's not, like, the sitcom kind of scenario where, like, they always have to embarrass the kid who's in, like, middle school, and they have to do it on the most grandeur scale possible. Yeah. So, like, at least it wasn't that, but that is what happened to me, and... I can't remember any other school stories from high school that were, like, embarrassing. There's one that I remember from my dad that was embarrassing. Um, so for kindergarten first, for kindergarten pictures, uh, my dad was the one who uh, dressed me because my mom had to go to work early that day. And so my mom left out this, like, really pretty, like, dress with, like, the little collar, mm-hmm. like, the Peter Pan collar. Yeah. And so... The Peter Pan collar was obviously the front of the dress, and my dad put my dress on backwards. So I was walking around school the whole day with my dress on backwards, and my teacher recognized it as I was walking out of the classroom for pictures. And she literally, that was back when they had like the bathrooms in the classrooms for the little kids. Mm -hmm. So like if they needed to use the bathroom, it was literally right there. And if there was an instance that like, you know, I don't know, the kid like fell in the toilet or something, the teacher could like go to their rescue and be right there. And there was like a way that you could unlock the door from outside, but only if you were tall enough to reach it. So unless you were a freakishly tall kindergartner, Mm -hmm. you couldn't unlock it. So the teacher had the power to unlock it if somebody like was inside. And I was, like, the last one out of the classroom, and I remember her pulling me aside and being like, hey, um, we have to change you. And then she, I was like, wait, like, I didn't spill anything on myself. Like, it's picture day. I'm good. And she was like, mm, no. And then she, like, helped me flip it around. And so my mom thought nothing of it until they came in for, like, parent-teacher conferences or check-in or whatever they called it. And the kindergarten teacher goes, I think it's so progressive that you let your daughter dress herself this early and it's like she she makes some very good like choices in clothing like she's very good with color matching there was only one incident where she had a dress on backwards but I guess she figured that the zipper was on the side facing her so that she could zip it up herself 
And my mom was like, oh, what day was that? And she was like, oh, it was picture day. And she literally, like, was like, Frank, you've done this. Like, this was all you. Like, we did not let her dress herself that day. And it was just, I, I heard that story, like, in high school from my parents. I don't even remember why. And I was just like, yikes, Dad. How'd you, how'd you do that one? Like, like, zipper in the front, like. At least she caught it, though. Like, yeah, I feel it could have like been worse. It could have. I mean, it could have been, like, the year one of my friends totally forgot it was picture day and was wearing, like, an ugly, like, beat-up camp shirt to school. And then the pictures went home to her mom, and she was like, Are you kidding me? I paid for these! And she's, like, in this ratty t-shirt that, like, obviously, like, is not meant to be solidified in the yearbook forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But I want to hear about your kids, though. Like, I feel like you must have had, like, without names, obviously, and without telling us where the schools are, but there there has to be some stories because, like, working with kids, no matter what the age, they, they always do something. I don't know. Like, my first field placement was really good. It was at a middle school. So, like, they did have, like, the technolo- or technology issue where, like, yes, they were constantly on their Chromebooks because so many classes have these Chromebooks. Like, did... Did the classes, like, allow them to bring the Chromebooks home? Yeah. So it was, like, a rental program? Yeah. Most of them have these rental programs where, like, you get it for the four years and then you give it back to the district and they recycle them. You see, my school did that for my brother's year. My brother's three years younger than me, but they got to keep theirs at the end. It was, like, an iPad. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, the iPads, like, they replaced them, like, every year or two with, like, a newer model. Yeah. And so by the time they graduated, these things were, like, obsolete, and they discontinued the program because I think they discontinued the program. Or they gave them a different article of electronic device because these iPads were, like, so distracting. Like, they were the test program, so they had Mm -hmm. to, like, continue, like debugging the system so like they blocked a bunch of apps and like even when they were home they couldn't play the apps and like or they just only allowed on the wi-fi for them to only open certain apps and then like there was bugs in the system where like sometimes they couldn't open the apps that they needed and I was like way to go like I just remember my brother complaining about that all the time like being the test dummies and the they were just like well they have no clue what we're doing we have no clue what we're doing Mm -hmm. I just want to play on my iPad during class. Yeah. No, we were also, like, one of the first classes to get the, the one-to-one iPad program. But the thing about it was, before we all got, like, one-to-one iPads, the school decided to buy five years before actual, like, brand-new Mac computers, all fancy, all this technology, like, three screens, and put in the preschool. Like, I understand it. Okay, they need new computers, but why get, like, all this expensive, like, MacBook technology before trying to implement a one-to-one iPad setting where you need it more at the high school? So it was a little weird, but eventually it worked out. So in your class, when you got there, they finally had, like, the Chromebooks and the one-to-one? Yeah, most schools have it. Yeah. So it's pretty common. And so, it's very helpful. And the big problem is just, like, the kids wanting to play games on it or whatever. Yeah, but it's better now because they figured out how to lock the screen so they, like, have to all be at the same screen and the teacher can see every single screen from the class oh I would not want that power I would not want that power first of all because I would probably project like a meme on all of my kids computers or like the kids who are like breaking the rules like I don't know like some meme being like I see you 
like, I see what you're doing, and, like, have that pop up on the kid's screen and have him, like, just scared the crap out of him and be like, ah, like, what the hell? I don't think you can send it to a computer, like, individually, but you can, like, lock everybody and see where they're at. I remember in the computer labs at my high school, there was, like, um, the teachers could do that, and I think the funniest one was, like, one of my old history teachers would project, like, a history, like, joke um, like, I remember there was one about Ben Franklin being struck by lightning, and I was like, ha ha, so funny. Like, you're, like, we get it, you're trying, to, you're trying to be hip with the kids, but, yeah. <sighs> Schools, man, this is fundamental to our, our growing up, but, you know, it's constantly people with weird stories. It's, it's a whole other world, I feel like. It's great. I well, I feel like middle school is a whole different world from high school, which is a whole different world from college. Oh, yeah. Like, if you had told middle school me what college was like, I would have been like, no way. I'm not, I'm not doing not that. Not believing it. Either not believing it or just being like, nope, I'm going to stay home <laughs> in bed and never, never come out. I was the kid in middle school who was like, I didn't, we didn't have clubs in school until middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, they started doing clubs in the intermediate school, like, right after I left. Like, they had the running club, which, like, my brother was a part of, and, like, the dodgeball club. But they were all, like, sports clubs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Where, where's the outlet for the other kids? And so, like, I never did clubs. Like, my parents, like, took me to dance lessons instead. So I had friends, but they were all outside of, like, my school district. And I had friends in my school district, but, like, I don't remember really making good, good friends until... Middle school, yeah. Because I joined the uh, drama club and I obviously never looked back. Yeah. No, it's... Like, they should have a lot more clubs in elementary school. Or even just, like, elective periods where they, like, let the kids kind of just do their own thing. Like, I remember when we had, like, indoor recess. Like, that was kind of like that elective, like, testing out time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you had your board games and you had the kids who could go in the gym and play like four square. And I think that was what it was called because there was four squares. I don't know. I never played it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you had the kids who like could stay in the classroom and make art or do board games or teach each other like different friendship bracelet patterns. And that was like an elective time. I remember always loving indoor recess because I didn't have to go outside and fend for myself. And it was just, it was really just a time for like, experimentation in the sense of what I liked to do mm. but like middle school was is when it like hit really hard because you like you had like all the sports stuff but then you had the drama club and there was like an art club and god I didn't there was like a jazz band but the jazz band met early in the mornings and that was a deal breaker for me I was like I'm not waking up any earlier than I have to mm-hmm. see my current field placement they have meditation every morning and sometimes after school. Like mandatory meditation? No, not mandatory. Like they can go. Like any person, any staff member, any administration, any student can go for free and just do a meditation class before the school day starts. Which I feel like you is wanna a good idea. You want to take me to the after school one? Like I'll just Uber over there and you'll just drive me back. Because <laughs> I want to see this in action. Like I'm going to be like, hi, I'm Kristen's roommate. Um, I just want to see what the heck she's been up to. I mean, there's like other stuff besides yoga and meditation. Like we had to learn about like merging canva and power school which was boring and you know well, like more technical you, stuff do you know what like after school clubs your like school offers to the kids like are there any like 
out of like like weird ones that you like would never have thought of I other than the meditation one yeah i haven't really gotten much info about like the the after school programs but i'm sure there are some interesting ones yeah i remember like starting a chess club at my high school was a feat like my best friend um we're still best friends to this day hi jd if you're listening yes i'm talking about you um, it was such a struggle for them to, like, start up their, uh, their chess club. And then, like, it was just, like, a whole to-do. Like, he tried starting it his freshman year, and, like, they kept getting, like, feedback and, like, kickback over, like, a chess club. Like, a chess club, it's man. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not. It's really not. It's, like, I think there's worse things kids could be doing than a chess club. And, like, it's not that difficult to find a teacher to kind of facilitate it. Oh, no, they found a teacher. They, like, had everything. They had They had to have, like, ten members or something. And, like, that was a little bit more of the harder part. But, like, it's, it wasn't that difficult for them. And then they got featured on ESPN, actually. Oh, that's cool. It was, and, and I know you're thinking right now, probably, like, chess club, ESPN, what, what? So, like, you know how they have those, like, little sketches in between, like, reports about certain coaches or teams where they'll like have like like stock footage of like that game or whatever I guess they took a video of my best friend and another kid in our school doing a chess match and it was comparing like two of the coaches like strategies like you know like seeing who could like get the checkmate first and I was like that's really creative but I remember like ESPN came with like all the video equipment and like all the drama club kids were like yes Yes, they're finally here. And then they're like, wait, it's ESPN. Dang it, it's going to just be the sports program. And then the, we saw, like, the chess club in the library, like, <laughs> filming. And we're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and then I saw, like, my best friend sitting in front of the camera. And I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, who even are you anymore? But, God, it was... It, I remember being thrown for a loop. Like, I was like, what is happening? I was on TV once. You were? Well, it was really a piece featuring my sister. It was, like, the local New Jersey channel, Eyewitness News. And I forget how, if, like, they sent in a video or, like, sent in some, like, message online. Um, But my family has a history of doing, like, the soapbox derby car racing, where it's kind of like a five-foot, six-foot-long car made out of a plexiglass shell and a wooden board with, like, steering, brakes, and stuff like that. And my sister won two years in a row and went to the national race in Ohio. Or actually, it's international because now they send people from Germany, from China, from Australia, all this different So your Iceland. sister won a race with a tiny wooden car. Yeah. And then got a free, like, trip to Ohio, or did she have to pay for it? No, it's paid for. What? So they do it every year, depending on, like, sometimes they have more races in different states, etc. Um... But it's a really big thing, and, like, people all over the world, like, every state sends at least one person, or they try to, if they have the race. And there's three different districts, so she won once in stock and once in super stock, which you kind of, like, sit up, and then you steer the car and brake, and you want the most aerodynamic car. So somehow we submitted it to Eyewitness News, and they came by to do a piece on my sister. And she's doing, like, this interview with the guy, and she has the car, and they're showing, like, the house and, you know, the the fancy cars. And I didn't really know what to do, because I was, like, a, you know, shy seven-year-old kid just playing in the backyard. So there's, like, this one, like, zoomed-up interview with my sister. 
But, like, in the background, you could clearly see me in my, like, bright red shirt and blue pants just running about, running across the backyard. Oh so, your 15 <laughs> seconds of fame was you being the Tasmanian devil in the background, just like a little hurricane of a person just zooming through. But I was on the news. It that's, counts. That's beautiful. I want to see this clip. I want to just see tiny Kristen just zoom across the screen, and I'm like, I know her. It's on, uh, you know, the classic old VHS tapes. Oh, I love that. I mean, I was in the newspaper as a kid, and it was, like, because my grandparents always used to decorate, like, their house, like, decked out for Christmas. Like, the day after Thanksgiving, like, they would just go hard. Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, such a big deal. Like, people would come and see the house, like, from the neighborhood and from neighboring towns because they would put, like, a Santa sleigh on the roof with, like, a Santa, like light up thing in there and all the reindeers were lit up yeah it's the best house oh my god yeah they had the best house i don't remember it i see pictures of it and then i'm like this is faintly familiar like you know when you see something and you're like deja vu ish Mm -hmm. so like that i remember but there's apparently a newspaper article from like two years after i was born and um it's all about you know my grandpa and my grandma setting up the house um and basically i there's a picture of like baby me like bundled up in like this big pink bubble coat that lo- makes me look like the the Michelin man. Oh, I know those coats. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm like I'm literally like a puff of a person. Like Billie Eilish said, I'm that puff guy. <laughs> or you're the puff guy, whatever. It's there's a meme on TikTok about it, about mm. being the puff guy. And I just I can only think of that photo of me and it's like baby claudia helps grandpa set up the lights and it's just me on the sidewalk like just in this puffy coat like my arms are like stretched out like i'm trying to fly of course it's so cute they have to publish it i know my grandma like saved that like article and like it came up like a few years ago at like thanksgiving and she was like it's the x anniversary of this article being published and i was like what article and she's like about us about you and I was like, I was in an article, what? And she like pulled it up and it's like me, the puff guy. And I'm like, this is, this is not what you want to be known for. <laughs> I was that puffy baby that one time. At least it's not like, it, it, like it could be worse. I feel like all my, all my stories like have the caveat at the end of it could be worse though. Like I, I could be famous for a different thing. Yeah, my sister was also published in, like, a student edition of, like, the Wonder Bread cookbook. Oh. <laughs> Even though it was for my, quote-unquote, upside, or pineapple upside-down cake that uses bread, which we've never actually made, but I guess my mom, you know, invented this recipe and then published it for my sister. Adorable. But, Adorable. You know, at least she made some big fancy book. I only made, like, a published poetry book but you know it's something that's good though man that's good i mean um if we're talking about like newspapers and like 15 seconds of fame uh my dad just got an article published about him Mm. uh in our town's paper because after 30 years my father is retiring from town politics oh yeah i i think i told you about that but like the article is in the paper and i saw it and i was like he came in the house and i was like dad and he's like, what? And I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. You're too famous for me. And I'm like holding up the article and I'm like, he's too famous, ladies and gentlemen. He's too famous. And my dad's just sitting there like, yeah, I am. You can't talk to me anymore. And I was like, oh my God, like it's like that. Oh my God. It was, it was so funny. But you know, 
I've learned a lot from him being in that position or various positions that he's been in. He was on um, planning and zoning before I was even born in mm-hmm. a different town. Uh, then he came here to the town that I'm in, and uh, we he did a the board of education. He was very passionate about like doing stuff for the kids and the teachers. Uh, Cause you know school. He always taught me that school comes first, and school is like the building block, mm-hmm. and that you build up from there. And uh, from there, he went to the board of selectmen, which then be turned into the ca- the town council. It became that. Um, and he's been serving on the town council for the last, I think, four to eight years. And he just decided that after thirty years, it's a nice round number, and it was it was his time to ascend into the heavenly void of retirement from politics. Yeah, everyone kind of needs a break. Yeah, I mean, they wrote a very nice piece on him, and it was it was nice to, to read as, like, his daughter and seeing it and being like, yeah, that's my, that's my pops. Like, like he did that. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing he did. And, you know, I've been there for him throughout his entire, like, political career in the background because, like, it was always, like, you know, he had, like, meetings on a certain day, and if I had, like, a concert, I had to let him know beforehand, and he'd be like, meetings are on, like, Tuesdays this week, so if you have anything on Tuesdays, like, let me know, like, now, and I would let him know, and so he would, he, oh, he would never miss anything, though, mm-hmm. like, band concerts, he was always there, me playing off-tune recorder, he was there, the shows, he was always there, he never, never missed a beat, even though, you know, he, he balanced things perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I think my my most proud moment of him um, was, I guess I was in elementary school, and I made him a homemade necklace. And it's, like, with those chunky beads that are, like, clearly meant for children, and they're, like, butterfly-shaped and, like, animal-shaped. And I was like, Dad, I made this for you. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so great. And I was like, will you wear it to work today? And he's like, yes, I will. And he wore it not only to work, but to the meeting that night. And apparently one of the guys thought it would be funny to, like, poke fun at him and be like, oh, oh, where'd you get that necklace from? And he's like, he spoke directly into the mic, and he's like, my daughter made it. Any further questions? And the guy was just, like, sitting there like, wow, um, that is a way to make a person feel some type of horrible way about themselves <laughs> and it was just like you you deserve that like it was clearly made by a child like yeah like you're not gonna go and like make fun of someone's fashion choices if, if you know they have kids like mm-hmm. kids want to dress you sometimes they think it's the cool thing to do yeah. and I just remember that and he's like I would do it again now and I would do it again 10 years from now and he's he's always been there for us god I'm like I'm getting choked up Hi, Dad. (laughs) See, our third grade, I really liked it because our teacher allowed us to bring in kind of like wallpaper scraps, kind of like recycled materials, and she showed us how to make bracelets and like roll up the wallpaper scraps to be like diamond-shaped beads. And they on like pencils? Like you rolled them on pencils to make the hole to put the string through? Yeah, maybe even like thinner than pencils. It might have been like sewing needles. Oh my god. They let, they let sewing needles in a classroom? Okay, maybe not sewing needles, but, like, something, like, thinner than, like, a pencil. Okay. Because they were, like, small beads. And, like, thinking back, I'm like, how did we even make them? But we did around, like, Mother's Day, so it was, like, well, it was, like, cheesy, like, oh, those are so great. Or, like, some of them were, like, really, really good. 
mine wasn't as good, but, like, they were really pretty. And, like, of course, all the parents love jewelry that you make as, you know, a seven or eight-year-old. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember anything I made for my mom that was jewelry. Like, I probably did. But I there I know there's a pillow in her room that I made for her. Like, they they helped us make the pillows. Like, we picked the two fabrics for, like, either side. And I picked, like, black fabric for one side and then, like, a nice, like, maroon for the other because their, um... I remember their uh, bedspread was, like, maroon at the time. And on the black side of it, I, like, wrote in, like, puffy paint, like, Happy Mother's Day, Mom! And drew, like, a heart with, like, the arrow through it. And I'm like, this is art. This is art. And my mother is going to love it. This is art. And it's still in her room. And, like, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, uh, you gonna get rid of that? My mom's like, no, it's my Mother's Day present. Like, do you want me to get rid of it? And I'm like, okay, no, I guess not then. Oh, my God. What is the weirdest gift you've gotten somebody? I have to know. Oh, that I've gotten someone. Yes, I feel like you're a very eccentric gift giver. Uh, I'm sure, like, I have something, but, like, I can't remember it. The best gift I have gotten, though, was fourth grade. I got a cardboard cutout of Legolas because I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Of who? Of Legolas. Orlando Bloom. You got a cardboard cutout of Orlando Bloom. I walked down for Christmas Eve, and I'm like, okay, like, what's under the tree? And without even, like, seeing all the other presents, I just see a giant, like, life-size cutout of Legolas. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I love it. Do you still have this cardboard cutout? I still have this Oh cutout. my god, I love it. I kept it up for maybe, like, five years. That's, go- that's, that's gorgeous. That's beautiful. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. My roommate has a cardboard cutout of Orlando Bloom and decided to not bring it into our shared room, which I'm glad for. Don't bring it to our shared room. I, I know you don't want any more things. <laughs> you have a thing for knickknacks. Well, established. You're going to come back from fall break and you're just going to see it, like, you know, right next to your bed. Orlando Bloom. Yes. I will literally, I will kick it. I will be like, not today. No. No, no, no. No more items in our room. But, like, I feel like the Orlando Bloom one would have been a really great joke for, like, the first week. And you just bringing it in. Like, it's no big deal and just setting it up. No, no. Just stick it in the shower. Oh, and then, like, no! when you go to take a shower, it's just there. Just, hey, Orlando Bloom, what's poppin'? Oh, my God. You're so much. That's great. Or I could put my giant cow portrait in there. No. So, okay. All right. Story time with me and my roommate this time. My roommate, Kristen, the beautiful woman who has been on this episode for this long, what you don't know about her is that she decided to put a picture in our bathroom. Like, okay. It's not that common of a... Or not uncommon of a thing okay yes i get it but like that's when you have like a real house and you like can frame art to put in your bathroom or your bathroom has like a theme like i have people who have like themed bathrooms like nautical themed so like the wallpaper is blue and they have like seashell like prints on the wallpaper and like little things like life's a beach in in the room like that's fine when some people like to theme their bathrooms here seriously yeah. We're in college. You're going to theme a bathroom. But, like, <laughs> different color schemes. You're going to theme a dorm bathroom. Okay, so long story short, she put a picture of an Italian beach cliffside looking thing it's in our bathroom her. right next to the toilet. So I, like, went to the bathroom, and I was, like, I literally walked in, saw it, and then walked back out, and I'm like, Kristen, what is this? Because I know this is you. And she's like, well, let's ask the sweet mates if they like it. 
and they liked it. I was outnumbered three to one. And so the beach picture has stayed in our bathroom. It's a very nice beach picture. It's a nice, okay, it's a nice beach picture. It's grown on me. But, like, I was very against it at first because I was just like, this is weird. Like, we're not old enough to theme a bathroom. But apparently we're old enough to have some of our friends start getting engaged. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Oh, my God. Like, I've had two sets of friends get engaged. Somebody who was a mentor to me in high school just got married. That's wild to me. Like, we don't really talk anymore, but, like, I saw, like, pictures of it from, like, mutual friends who, like, attended the wedding. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, we're we're at that age now where, like, our yeah. friends are getting married. Like, oh, my God. I still have not... I've been in a wedding once. I was a junior bridesmaid. I'm waiting for the day where I can upgrade myself to real bridesmaid status. Mm -hmm. Have you been in a wedding? Uh, yes. If you were a flower girl, I'm going to be really mad. I was a flower girl. Damn it. I've always wanted... I was a very cute flower girl and I still have my basket. Oh my god. Is that your basket right there? Okay, we have a basket in our room and she keeps knickknacks in there. Stuffed animals, more specifically. It's It's like a cute little stuffed animal basket and I just pointed to it and I realized how stupid that was when I pointed to it because you can't see it home listener (laughs) but we found out now it's not her flower girl basket so uh mystery solved uh like zoinks (laughs) some throwback scooby-doo for you guys um you know it was flower girl for one and then I went to my cousin's wedding but I didn't have a role which is fine yeah, I've been to a couple weddings, mostly family weddings. Well, all family weddings, because, you know, my friends haven't been engaged before. Like, it's so weird to me. Like, I don't know. I think the engagements are cute. Like, I, wa- I like watching compilations of those. I love the Disney ones, though. I have a soft spot for those. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of them are, like, too stereotypical. Like, I feel like the, the very stereotypical one is, like, right in front of the castle. Like, it's cute, it's picturesque, but I feel like it has to have more meaning to you. Mm -hmm. Like, if if that castle is, like, pivotal in your relationship, then, like, that's perfect. But I I love the ones where it's, like, in front of their favorite ride, or they're, like, at a show, and, like, her favorite Disney princess is singing. Or I went to a concert, and somebody got proposed to there. I I like proposals that, like, mean something to the person. Like, my friend, uh, Nicole, shout out Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? Um, She went to a Taylor Swift concert, and there was a part of a song that I guess was very important to this couple, and I guess he had told, like, the ushers around him or something, so, like, people, like, knew it was coming when, like, a light went on them. I could be telling the story entirely wrong, but I've seen those where, like, they tell the people at the stadium and, like, the lights go on them during that point. Yeah. I I was at an Ed Sheeran concert, and there was a proposal that happened, and it was in a stadium. It was in the Jets stadium. So, like, we didn't even see it happen, but we heard it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we heard it. Like, apparently he went down on on his knee during thinking out loud or, yeah, thinking out loud. And um, all you heard was, like, a slow rumble turn into, like, a roar. And, like, it's going, like, everywhere. And, like, all of a sudden the camera flashes turn from Ed Sheeran to, like, everybody turns to, like, one direction. And 
I was like, oh my god, it must be a proposal. And then, like, Ed Sheeran, like, at the end of it was like, I think that was a proposal that just happened. And then, like, there's people, like, whooping and cheering, and he's like, congratulations, and, and I feel so privileged that you did it during my set. And I was just like, oh, Like, I was like, you acknowledged it. Like, he broke the fourth wall right there. He was, it was, it was nice. I think, I think as long as it's special to you, mm-hmm. that it's okay. No, I find it really funny, though, because one of my friends just got engaged on Monday, and her name is Kristen. Wait, like childhood friend? No, not a childhood friend. Um, kind of like a youth minister friend from oh, okay, high okay. school. I was about to ask if it was Kristen from our fraternity. Oh, no, no, no she's older. Um, <laughs> I was literally about to be like, you didn't tell me about this, and I uh, know her? That would also be posted online. Oh, and yeah, definitely, yeah. and I'd see it. But her name is Kristen, and I've known her for a couple years, maybe four years or something, and I go on Facebook and I start scrolling, and she went to Greece with her family, but her boyfriend surprise visited during that same vacation trip and proposed, but I didn't know her boyfriend's name, which is also coincidentally Marco, and I'm like, what are the odds that my friend named Kristen would get engaged to someone who also shares the same name as my boyfriend? That's... That's borderline creepy right there. Yeah. That's, like, one of those creepy coincidences that it's, like, you can't unsee. I'm like, did that really happen? Are you you sure you didn't change your name? That's a lot to take in. (laughs) That's, that's great. All right. I, I think we've been talking for a long time. I don't know how long we've been. We've been talking for 41 minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like conversation should come naturally to roommates because mm-hmm. like that vine was like and they were roommates oh my god they were roommates so it's like it's good that we're able to have these kind of conversations I'm, I'm gonna have to bring you on on another episode yeah i'm gonna you're gonna be a frequent flyer on this <laughs> on this podcast we can touch base on my hot dog story later oh my god the hot dog story all right if you're listening and you want to hear the hot dog story from Kristen. You have to shoot me a message on whatever platform you found this on or find my socials and and hit me up if you want to hear the hot dog story. You heard it here first. It will only happen if you make it happen, ladies and gents. Um, I just wanted to close off the episode with a, a, a feel-good kind of thing. Um, I have a quote board in my room. And uh, Kristen witnesses me uh, changing the quote board every day. It's one of those letter boards where you, like, stick the letters in. And uh, this week's uh, inspirational, or this today's inspirational tidbit from there is as follows. Singing in the shower is all fun and games until you get shampoo in your mouth. Then that's a soap opera. Take that as you will. I don't know why I felt the need to, like, broadcast that on a podcast, but I don't know. I put, like, funny ones on there. Um, they're, never, they're never fully inspirational. They're always something that should either make Kristen uncomfortable enough to laugh or, like, just funny in general. Um, some of the past ones included a grow up sweaty instead of sweetie, um, which I feel like has dual meaning. Um, what was the other one? Oh, I had one uh, that was actually inspirational. Uh, Between your ears, behind your eyes, that's where the key to paradise lies. Which is a quote from a musical, if you know that musical. Hit me up on my social, and I will, I will mention you in the next podcast. I will shout you out for knowing your musical trivia. Um, and then I had one from my parents uh, when I first moved in. 
my mom thought it would be cute to leave me a little message and my dad uh said i believe in you and mom wrote um we love you love mom and dad so that was very cute so if you also have any ideas of what to put on the quote board um they have to one caveat they have to be funny um because we're inspirational here but we're more so going for the uh you know coming back home after a long day and seeing something that'll make us smile and be like you know the world isn't all stress right kristen yep i feel like as a teacher you're gonna experience a lot of that this semester almost certainly oh uh, yes so kristen we wish you luck in your upcoming endeavors with school we thank you for talking about your uh i say we like there's more than me working on this podcast we the me and home listener thank you for you know sharing your your stuff with us and telling us what's good all right of guys course. this has been a what's good with your host me claudia and our guest star this week Kristen. and we hope you have a great rest of your day night whatever you're listening to this and we hope that you listen to our next episode we meaning me i don't know why i keep saying we um, whatever streaming platform you found this on, you're gonna find it on here again. And we hope you join us next time here on What's Good.